Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners, and welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Whether you are watching on the YouTube version or you're listening on the audio version, so both versions are available. But whichever one you're choosing to watch or listen on, welcome to you. I hope you're doing well. I hope you've had a fantastic week. And today is going to be another special, longer conversation episode, and I'm really excited for this one. Today, I'm going to be talking with Sean, who is from Hanoi in Vietnam. We got in touch over Instagram, and he has a great attitude towards learning and teaching as well. So he mentioned to me that he has many different jobs and many different things going on at the moment, but one of them include teaching English at night and also uploading some English learning content onto social media like Instagram and TikTok. So we're going to get into that a little bit more today. So in this episode, we talk about a wide variety of topics. We talk a little bit about. Vietnam. Sean also teaches me some phrases in Vietnamese, so stick around to the end if you want to hear me try to pick up some Vietnamese phrases very, very badly.、Uh, we talk a bit about the TOEIC exam and how Sean got such an amazing result. We also speak about the possible benefits of studying English using the TV show Friends, and we also go into more detail on the bonus podcast today. So on the bonus episode, I. Created a quiz for Sean, and in this quiz, I basically test his knowledge of Friends using some English expressions from the TV show. If you like the TV show Friends, that could be a lot of fun as well. But we get into a lot more today, so I really hope you enjoy it. And if you have any trouble following along with what Sean or I are saying, then the transcripts might be of some help to you. So remember, the membership site is where you can get the transcripts, and these are like subtitles for all the episodes I've ever done. It takes a long time to do, but I think it really can help you. And the membership site is where I'm putting basically all of my attention these days. So in addition to transcripts, members can join regular group classes, access the private podcast, join courses to improve your writing, prepare for the IELTS exam. And pronunciation. There's a lot going on over there. I'm updating it all the time. Another thing I'm doing is I also occasionally do live versions of the podcast, and it's only available to members. So that's another thing that I've got coming up very soon over there.、But、if that's interesting for you in any way, you can go to levelupenglish.school and click on the members button at the top. Okay. Without any further delay, let's get right into our conversation with Sean. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Michael, and I've got a very exciting guest to share with you today.、Okay. On the podcast, I like to share opinions from experts, from teachers, language learners all around the world, and hear different opinions、uh, from different backgrounds as well. So I'm excited to bring you Sean today, all the way from Vietnam. So thank you for joining me, Sean. Yeah, thank you so much, Michael. And、uh, I would say a word in Vietnamese. Xin chào mọi người. That means、uh, hello, everyone. Hello to all of the audience from all around the world. 
Uh, hello, the listeners. My name is Sean, and uh, and so that's my English name. I'm currently living in Hanoi, which is a capital city of Vietnam. And once again, thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan of your postcards and your kindness as well. Thank you so much. I can't believe you, it. Yeah. My dream came true. Today. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming. How do I? I want to have a practice. Sing chào ngọt. How do you say it? Xin chào mọi người. Okay. Xin chào mọi người. Yes, good. Yes, perfect. I think I told you before. I went to Vietnam. A couple of years yeah. ago and the language was the hardest it's like the hardest language i've <laughs> yes. ever had to practice Definitely. like the pronunciation is so tough yeah yes there are six tones in difference in vietnam and luckily i um, i was born in here so i don't have to to study to study vietnamese as a second language luckily i felt really lucky yeah yeah of course. Uh-huh. And, and english your, your english sounds amazing too so maybe you could Thank give you us so a bit much. of an intro as to mm-hmm. why well, I don't, I don't know, like, why you got interested in English, because I know it's a, it sounds like it's a hobby for you. And yeah, yeah a little bit about your background, like what you're doing now and, and that kind of stuff. Okay, so uh, when it comes to my background study in English, it's a, it's a whole long story, to be honest. Yeah, so uh, I've been learning English since I was around 10 years old. Yes, like, like grade three. And uh, I have to say it's quite late compared to the children nowadays. Because they got a lot of more chances to 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 watch YouTube or to you know get involved into international schools to study English really early, but it's a norm in in non English speaking countries. So uh, so first thing first, I I was being taught to to learn all the kind of grammar rules and like uh, to remember tenses. Yeah, I was taught like more than thirteen or forty tenses in English, and I had to learn all of them by heart. Okay, but for the majority of it, I, I just can't remember all of them. And I, and I don't understand why do I have to study English at all. Nobody told me that. So I just consider English as a subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I, I need to study it to, to make my parents happy, I guess so, and to, to get a better GPA score, and that's all. And, uh, you know, uh, wait until I moved into college. So I need an English certificate to to get into the internship of a logistic company. Yeah, they do require me uh, some kind of English certificate stuff. So that's why I have to study more English. So it's not really a kind of, you know, colorful and background about the reason why I study English. Like I was forced to do it most of the time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, what was I? Uh, okay, so uh, when I moved into college, I, I I took the test, and it turned out like it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. It's not so bad, and uh, you know, like it, most of the things, like uh, agent culture, like when you got eighteen, you're still living with your parents. That's kind of thing. Uh huh. You you don't have to move out or you don't have to live on your own in a big city like the Western culture. So uh, I'm still living with my moms, but it's, it's and my my dad. And of course, it's kind of embarrassing if like I'm 20 years already and I'm still begging them for money and I for, for the things I like. I don't want to do that. And uh, I know 
a little bit of English. So I decided to become a uh, teaching assistant to make money from them, from that job. Uh-huh. So, and one more really big reason why I, I took that job is uh, finally I got a chance to meet a native speaker, to meet uh, uh, more people from all walks of life who want to study English. And I got more chances to speak English, to practice my speaking skills, which was, you know, really terrible back then. And um, yeah, and then the more I worked in that place, the, the more I, I become a happier person. I see that the students, they're growing up every day and they, you know, they just uh, become the better version of themselves, right? Yeah, good uh, feeling. They got yeah. more... Yeah, they got more chances when it comes to to work or uh, to study, and they got scholarship as well. So that makes me really happy, and uh, that's why I, I become a an English teacher right now. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, it it's yeah. interesting. You said about like learning all those tenses, and it sounds yeah. like you said it, it didn't really help. Like. Mm-hmm. I guess the big thing that stood out to me was that you said you didn't really see any reason like why are we learning English yeah. and yeah. from what I hear from like my students that's a big problem in school is like yeah. schools will make them learn English but they don't they don't know why it's important they don't maybe they, it's not seen as like an international language it's like why are we learning this language from the other side of the world from England yes. or America um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I feel like we need to have more emphasis in schools on why it's important and yeah. what it can help you achieve. But yeah, it sounds like you, you found that out as, as you've as yeah. you've, you know, got older anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I wish that I could have somebody tell me that earlier a little bit. So why do I have to study? Oh, is when you know more than one language, you just open a big door in, for your future, definitely, about jobs and about like knowledge and also about traveling as well. So English is definitely uh, like one of the most important languages and more one of the most spoken languages in the world. So, you know, learning English or studying English as soon as possible. That's a good one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if, if you're willing to share, what doors has it opened for you? Or maybe it's okay. yet to be seen. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so uh, my story is kind of weird because, like, uh, I was so back to my colleagues. I was studying land management, yeah? so uh, it's nothing involved into English at, at all. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, I don't have to study that much of that high level of English at all. I just like good enough to be, you know, uh, qualified to graduate. That's all. But I I want to you know just improve my English a little bit higher to to get my job as a teaching assistant and um, yeah probably uh, you know one kind of not so big for for everyone but like a big door for me I can make more money when I I am a, part, a teaching assistant compared to the other part time jobs for students in Vietnam like we we were playing. I remember that time I, I got, I worked in a clothes shop. Yeah, I selling uh, all kinds of clothes, like pants or, you know, gym equipment. I only got paid like around 14,000 Vietnam dollars, which equal to like, uh, how many dollars? I can say like less than one dollar, of course. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 0.7 or something. It's like 70 cents of US dollars back then. 
and you know just you just can't buy anything with that so uh, you know i know english so i get involved into new job and it got more money and that's a good part of course you need money to survive in this you know cruel world and um, i got i meet new people i meet uh, new uh, native speakers and they they are from all around the world from the uk and from the us one from spain as well She's super good. She's super nice, and and they doing yoga and doing so many activities that I can get involved, and I got more new hobbies from them, so uh, I can uh, just broaden my network. In, yeah, 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 uh, and all kinds of things. So that's uh, another big yeah. goal for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what I found with my work as well. Like just meeting people from people from different cultures around the world. It's amazing yeah. just to open your mind and hear different opinions. And maybe, maybe you found the same with what you've done as well. Yeah, um, yeah but about mm-hmm. the money stuff too. Like I, I think Vietnam was like the craziest country in terms of currency that I've been to where oh I had, my gosh. I don't remember the exact exchange rate, but I had maybe like, um, you know, a million Vietnam, Vietnam Dong, right? If, you know, it sounds like so much money. Like I'm, I'm a millionaire, I'm rich. But then if you convert it to pounds or dollars, it's just ah. It's not, it's not actually that much. I would like to ask you what kind of obstacles you've had to overcome in your English learning journey. I mean, obviously your English now sounds amazing. I know you said to me privately before you're kind of interested mm-hmm. in a British accent and you do sound quite British to me. So I guess you've, yeah. you've worked on that as well. So maybe yeah. you could talk a bit about the obstacles you've overcome and maybe any that you're facing at the moment as well. Yeah. So, so... Probably back in the days when I first studying English, especially when it comes to speaking, uh, like everyone else, I got so much trouble with my speaking accent because some kind of uh, you know some kind of word or some kind of uh, phonetic, some kind of sounds in English, we we don't have that in Vietnamese. So I have to make completely different sound. For example, like j or ch or th. And that's, that makes me really um, fluctuated, really makes me, you know, trouble in that. And uh, the other thing is, like, uh, I was taught to, to have, like, um, you know, really precise in every single sentence that I have to say. Like, um, I need to be uh, using the correct grammar. I need to use the correct pronunciation and absolutely like flawless sentence whenever they say and it's it's really hard to maintain to speak and to you know to to say it correctly in grammar and in pronunciation at the first moment and uh, even right now when I got nervous or uh, when I just don't feel comfortable I just make a lot of mistakes when speaking yeah so uh, I'm really afraid that people might judge me if I say something wrong. Like, uh, for all of the years you learn, that's all what you've got. And you still make a very simple grammar mistake like that. I can't believe it. So that's all the things that I'm afraid of. And I'm also afraid to speak with the native speaker as well, because, like, they're probably going to hear, like, um, you know, really itching in their ears if I make mistakes. That's all, that's all in my head. Uh-huh. I, I don't know for the listeners or from the, my friends or from the native speakers at all, but um, that's what I imagined when I speak like that, when I speak English. So uh, 
you know, overcoming sunshine is definitely one of the hardest parts. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the things has changed when I worked as a teaching assistant. Uh, I'm not afraid of it anymore because because uh, one of my friends, one of my one of the teachers, just told told me that oh, uh, actually, you know, your English is much better than my Vietnamese. So that really brought me a lot of confidence. Yeah. So like I, so he can just say a simple few words like you, like cảm ơn, like thank you, in Vietnamese, or say hello, xin chào. But I I think it's really cute already. Yeah. Just a few words like that. Like oh, so cute. How can a native speaker speak Vietnamese? And I think that that's that's a lot of. I really appreciate it when you can speak my language, and um, yeah, I think that's cute. So. And she also also told me that oh, actually you're quite cute when you speak English, and I say oh really、uh, thank you so much and that brings me a lot of confidence. Okay, I'm I'm going to speak more English and I'm not afraid of making mistakes anymore. And、uh, all right,、um, so、um, that's、yeah. how I overcome the shyness when speaking English. That's so、um, important, isn't it? It's just not、yeah. not worrying about the mistakes because no one no one judges you. No one no one really cares to be honest. And、yeah. what I always say is that when someone's listening to you, people are focused on trying to understand you. So, so very、yeah. often, if you do make a mistake, a native speaker will just skip over it. They won't even notice because they're just trying to understand what you're saying. And even if they do notice, it doesn't matter. No, no, yeah, no one cares.、Mm-hmm. I think it's so important、mm-hmm. to realize. And.、Yeah. Um, I imagine it is hard because you've got so many other English learners to compare to. You know, millions、yeah. of people are learning English,、uh, and it's easy to compare yourself to them. Whereas if I learn、mm-hmm. Vietnamese, I can just get to like a intermediate level, and I'm yeah, I'm better than most people because there's not as many learners compared to English, right? Yeah,、hmm. and yes, so、uh, could be the things in here. It could be the quote. For the day, like、uh, you should not compare yourself to people at all. Just compare you to to yourself from yesterday, right? Like if you can yes, just、exactly. be a little bit better than yesterday, that's a good thing already. You don't have to do that much. Just day by day, gradually become better than yourself. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Great attitude. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I feel like people would want to know this question too because I get so many questions about. The British accent,、uh, yes. and I, I spoke about this a lot in the past about my thoughts on on you know getting a British accent and things like that. Yes, but would you have any advice for those learners, like how to? Well, I mean, how did you develop your accent? Did you have any specific techniques, or maybe you just you know, I don't know. Tell me your thoughts on okay. that. Okay, yeah. So the British accent, absolutely the reason why I I was here, and that's why I found you. I just searched on the Spotify like. British accent podcast, and、uh, I saw you on the top of everybody. Oh, cool! Nice. So, I, so that's why I listen to your podcast all the time. And、um, prob- I, I've been speaking with American accents since I was studying English because、uh, that's what we were taught in, in school. And、uh, you know, most of the t- the TV shows or you know the things that we can entertain, we can watch, we can listen to, they all in American one. Most of the things I don't want to say everything, but most of the things. But、uh, I really learned the British accent by after watching Harry Potter, of course, just one of the best shows ever. So、uh, I just found it really like intriguing accent to to learn. 
And uh, probably my advice, like I got the basement in, in pronunciations. So it'll be much easier for me to change the accent. So a lot of people could, could think like oh, accents is something like it's really big. Uh, and uh, you need to have the American accent, you need to have the British accent, and your Viet accent, my, my Vietnamese accent, is that's not good. But I just told them, like, oh, accent is, does not matter. It doesn't matter at all. It's all about your pronunciation. Mm -hmm. If you still can pronounce the word correctly, no matter what accent you have uh, at that moment, it doesn't matter, right? It's still right. And um, it's still okay, it's still magnificent you definitely can get a high score when you speak with a different accent, with your, even your Viet accent, it's completely fine. And you need to learn the pronunciation first. So in English, there are 44 sounds like uh, in the International Phonautic Alphabet. That's what I learned and I was teaching for my students. So if you want to, to learn the accent, just learn the pronunciation first. 44 sounds you need to work on. And when you master all of them, you can uh, choose the accent that you want to follow. So I, I, cho I chose British accent for, for a couple of moments, for a couple of months recently. Yeah, I just changed my voice into the British accent for, like for uh, five or six months recently. How, how and, did you do uh, that? How did you focus <laughs> on British accent? Oh, yes. All right. Just back to the, the key things. Like um, I listen to your, your podcast, of course. Before that, I also search on the internet, what are the differences between American accent and British accent? And I found out a lot of uh, videos on, uh, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So we got like, uh, there are specific you know, sounds that Americans and British pronounce. For example, the T really strong T in the British instead of the D in American or, or just like a there's no like there's no r sound in british i mean like in the, like the girl or door like uh, your your lips and your thumbs were not curly like that yeah and yeah. uh mm -hmm. so uh, instead of right jump right into practicing uh, or listening to your podcast or practicing as you know shadowing you know the, that technique right the shadowing yeah like uh, copying what people are saying yeah like out copying loud. and yeah, the like mimicking, I just learn the differences first. Uh, mm -hmm. I know how it works. And then I move into, um, you know, shadowing and like copying things because I, I, oh, now I understand why people make that sound, but not American sound. So, uh, yeah. So my advice for you is like to learn uh, how the sounds work first and also understand the differences between British and American. And right after that, right after that, just jump into listening to podcasts and listening to as many as um, British materials as you can. So uh, mm. yeah, that's my advice. I think that, yeah, that, that's exactly what I would say too. That's fantastic. Just like, yeah. so, so like le learn the basics. Like there's, there's some really mm -hmm. big differences. As you said, the T and the D and the R, like these sounds yeah. are very different. But uh, yeah, I, I would say some people spend too much time like looking at really, really small differences yeah. that don't really matter I, I think once you learn the basics you can just get into it and maybe have mm -hmm. that immersion right and mm -hmm. listening and speak well speaking you could practice but yeah listening everything you're experiencing try to do it in the accent you want to pick up on and yeah. I, I think people will pick it up naturally over time 
Um, mm. And it's also interesting, you mentioned this briefly, that like many exams, for example, I don't think any exams will, uh, you know, they, they won't give you bad points for having yeah. an accent, you know, wh- wh- yeah. whatever accent you have, they don't care. They will yeah. mark you down for pronunciation mistakes, but but not accent, because there's many accents in the world and there's no there's no kind of standard English accent. There's no correct English yeah. accent. So I think that's important to point out, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I could I could talk forever on that, but yeah, yeah, I, I've done it before, so maybe I'll I'll save it for today. <laughs> yeah. All right. And you also, you know, in your message to me before, you also mentioned your TOEIC score. TOEIC is the English exam, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. And you had a very high score, almost perfect score, if uh, I recall. Uh, yeah. It's not that. How high. did you get that? All right. So um, uh, I mentioned earlier that like the certificate that uh, my my colleague required me for graduation. That's a TOEIC one. So the English certificate that most of the most of the universities in Vietnam require back in the days. Now it's IELTS, but you know back in the days, like five or six years ago, most of the universities in Vietnam require you a TOEIC certificate. I think it depends on the country too. Sometimes, yeah. Test of English yeah. for international for communication. International communication. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, you know, IELTS, right? It's different from IELTS. So the TOEIC is, um, you know, all of the material and all of the languages that are used to make that um, test is in like a, a business English, most of the thing, like business English. Like they got the writing email, like they, they read the coupon, they read the promotions, and email about like products, advertising campaigns, promotion, all kind of that related to really business and uh, commercial English. So uh, it's it really it's really practical when it comes to uh, right after graduation and you move into some kind of companies to work for them, and uh, especially in using in the daily conversation as well. Right, and when you want to write an email to somebody else, there you also need that kind of language material in the TOEIC test to write to them, and that's why I chose the TOEIC. Uh, and um, how to get a higher score in that is is a big question. I because uh, uh, okay, properly if I have to say one on the top of my head, like a lot of students really, really you know fancy doing the test. We love doing the test all the time. They test themselves again and again and again. And some of them just told me, like, I've been doing more than 20 tests. But my score just, it's the same. It's, it, it doesn't improve and it doesn't going up. And I just told them the reason why. Because, like, you know, when you're testing, it's a test, right? It's a, it's a test. So when you're doing it, it's just, like, test your ability at the moment. And it's very like temporary things, like a specific situation, a specific moment when you're doing the test, that's your language ability. And if you keep doing that all over again, just keep doing the test, like you will test yourself again and again and again, but not improving the your, your, your language ability at all. You have to look really deeply into the test to find out what is the mistake that you have made in the previous test and work on them and find out. Uh, sometimes it's more in, even more important when you find out the mistakes than you got a correct one, luckily or randomly. 
So uh, yeah, you need to work on more about like revising and you know doing revisions on the previous test. And when you've done all of them, and move on to the next one, it's more important. Mm. So learning from your mistakes is a, is a big, is yeah, a big thing. It's, it's not a big not thing. just guessing every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, testing, how, testing all the time. How long would you recommend? Or how how long did you take to prepare? How 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 much time did you spend studying before your exam? Oh, uh, in order to get the score that I'm having right now, like uh, nine hundred eighty. Out of 990s, I, I think it took me two years actually. Uh -huh. That's a big time. Yeah, that's a big time. And and um, in in that three years, I I didn't really like uh, sitting on the table and doing my tests all the time. No, I didn't do that at all. Maybe I do that when I uh, I learn all about the basic thing. Hopefully, learn about the tenses and grammar again. But not everything. Not all the time in three years. Uh, I also going outside, and I also you know, involved in the speaking club, English speaking club as well, and also talking to native speakers. And, uh, and, I, and I learned English from everywhere, as you just uh, recommended on the podcast, like you literally can, can turn all of the things around you, immerse yourself into English, like uh, change your language in the phone into English instead of your, your mother tongue or you know, when you look at something, trying to, you know, to pop up the sentences in English instead of Vietnamese or instead of your mother tongue. Mm -hmm. So day by day, I, I, I get better. Yeah, I like that. So it's almost like integrating it into your whole life, not not just saying, yeah. I'm going to study for the exam yeah. 20 minutes every day. It's it's part of your life. You know, it's in your head. Yeah. It's in your entertainment. Yeah, I think that's a good way of doing it. And yeah, I, I wanted to ask that question because I get a lot of students coming to me like, not to badmouth them or anything, but they, I've got an exam in two weeks, Michael, can you help me prepare? And mm -hmm. well, yeah, I, I can try, <laughs> but two weeks is, is going to, we're not going to see much progress in two weeks, especially if you only have like two, four classes. So yeah, I think just to say two years, not, not, not necessarily that that's like the perfect length of time, but it yeah. just kind of sets the standard that it does it does take time it's not something yeah. you can do the night before the exam you know <laughs> obviously yeah you don't have to ask them by by the years how many years that we have learned because we we come from different backgrounds right we my language ability is different than your language ability and uh, you know maybe i took three years but a lot of people out there they just going to take that result by a few months i have to say that yeah, because their language is much better than me. And I think that you should compare to, just based on the things that we have said, like the attitude, like compare yourself to uh, to you from yesterday. And uh, that's all you need to do. And you don't have to, to sit on the table to study. You literally can, can study from anything that you have. Like podcasts, the things that you're making right now is really amazing. I've also yeah. heard... I, I can't guarantee this is true, but it makes sense to me. I've heard some scientific studies that suggest uh -huh. that the more places you study, the better it is. Because say if you only study at your desk, when you mm -hmm. leave that environment, your brain hasn't made that association between, say, English and this place. So if you mm -hmm. study at your desk in the cafe, on the train, outside in the uh -huh. park, then your brain gets used to thinking about English in different places. Uh -huh. So I, th I think probably there's some good 
evidence to suggest it's helpful to study yeah. in other places too. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned something before you know, in, in our message about an analogy about a house, which I found interesting. Oh, Do you remember yes. what you were saying yeah. there? Maybe you could share that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I've got that when I was uh, training. I was trained in the English center. So, uh, you know, the, the analogy about the house is like, uh, just imagine that your learning journey is like, uh, just simply like building a house. So where can we build the house? First of all, of course, the basement, right? Uh, we're going to use the basement. We're going to build the basement first. Oh, the foundation, and, uh, yeah. Uh, the foundation, that's what I meant. Yeah, we're going to to build the house from the foundation. And uh, I would say like our language house, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, the foundation is going to be like got three or maybe four elementals. Uh, first of all, it's like grammar. Mm-hmm. Second is like pronunciation. Uh, third is about vocabulary. And the fourth could be the writing. The character, right? Because some of the language that we have to learn the character as well, like uh, Chinese or Japanese, uh, like Korean, we have to learn different, absolutely different characters in in writing. Uh, but luckily, Vietnamese and English share the same things, like Latin, right? I guess. Yeah, Latin alphabet. Yeah, Latin alphabet. So uh, I don't have to study that anymore. <laughs> so uh, I got. Uh, grammar, pronunciation, and vocabulary. that three elementals that you have to learn. And whenever you feel lost and you don't know going to, to study, or you've been studying for so long, but you, your English abilities isn't improving, you can start again with that three elementals. Like your grammar is not good, study grammar. Your pronunciation is not really clear. You can learn 44 sounds and uh, your your vocabulary isn't good enough. Just learn 3,000 most common word in, in English. Yeah, that's where you start. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've done with the foundations. And now we're moving up to the, uh, the columns in the, the, the building. So we got four columns, like, which are four skills in English, reading, listening, writing, and speaking. Yeah, that four skills that you need to master. Uh-huh. So you need the foundation really strong in order to hold that four columns. So you cannot just jump right into that four columns uh, immediately without the, the foundations. So the rooftop is going to be your target when it comes to learning English or learning any kind of language. Uh, for example, I just want to, to learn English for communications, but not for the, for the test, for the TOEIC test, for the IELTS test. So we have the different rooftop. That means that we're going to do the different things in our four skills and also for the foundations. If I study for communicating in the daily, I just learn all kinds of really basic things, like three common words, like uh, uh, instead of uh, using that much of grammar rules, uh, that much of tenses, I only going to learn like six tenses, really basic tenses instead of you know, all kind of uh, different structures in order to get the highest score in the IELTS or the TOEICS. So uh, yeah, that's the analogy that, that I want to mention yeah. when it comes to learning new things. Language is so cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I'm imagining like the house visually in my head. I, I probably won't do this, but I think it would be cool if if like we could make uh, a cartoon of that and like label everything yeah. on the house. That'd be kind of cool to do, to visualize mm-hmm. it more. 
but yeah, it, it makes sense to me. And I, I think especially in my opinion, with the reading, writing, listening, speaking, it's really nice to focus on those four things, I think. Don't neglect yeah. them. Um, and I'm wondering what, what we've done wrong, because I hear you've got a police car outside your house and I've got one outside my yes. house now. I don't know. Really? I don't know. If we're in trouble Probably. or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Did, did I say something wrong? Did I mention something <laughs> politics? <laughs> no? Well, I mean, this is kind of unrelated now, but it's um, something I've always wondered about because I stayed in Vietnam just for one week. It wasn't wasn't too long. Oh. But I, I can't imagine how, in the cities, how people deal with yes. the noise. So like, does, does it drive <laughs> you crazy? Do you get used to it? <laughs> We were born in here, so we got used to it already. Yeah, especially when it comes to the city center, very uh, you know hustle and bustle, and uh, you just can't ignore them. Like literally, your house is going to be right next to the main road, uh-huh. and uh, you know Vietnamese people, we do love honking. We just spam <laughs> it, baby. It's like get out of my way or any kind of that. So we just love doing that. I don't know why. Just uh, even the honking can tell uh, who you are. Like if, if like you, you're angry, you're going to spam and like keep it like for three seconds, beep, all the time. Yeah. It's like a whole language, isn't it, of honking? Yeah, it's, it's like honking. It's a whole language first. Do you have any, like out of the curiosity, do you have any things that amazed or you are surprised about Vietnamese culture? <laughs> I can explain to you. <laughs> It, it, it was a shame because when I went, I was, I, I, I was still working, you know, doing my lessons on my laptop. So oh, I didn't yes. explore as much mm-hmm. as I wanted to. And I stayed in Ho Chi Minh, another busy city. Yeah. Yes, uh, it's a I, I suppose, city. Is it bigger than Hanoi? Yeah, yeah it's bigger than Hanoi. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it was amazing. It's, it's beautiful and it's chaotic, but I liked that. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things to do was just I would... What what is it? You have Grab, is that right? The Grab like, yes. taxi yes, service absolutely. thing, kind um, of like we have Uber here. And yeah. I would I would always use the the motorbike one, the bike. Yeah. One. Have you ridden the bike before? Yeah, that, yeah. Every that's day. That's a very tuned thing. Oh. Cool. Every day on that's the bike. Very... Every day. It was oh, cool. it was terrifying. Like he was like going in and out of <laughs> the traffic, and I, I got this adrenaline. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm oh, like I'm almost okay. dying, and it's it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We, as you can see, um, uh, like uh, in the Western cultures, most of the people just using their cars instead of uh, bikes, right? But in Vietnam or in Southeast Asia, we we just, you know, commute and we're just going to work or to school or anywhere we want to go by our bikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, public transportations, uh, it cannot match our need. So Too we, many people uh, to support it. Maybe. Too many people, yeah. Mm-hmm. And each of us. For, for example, like you living in a family has, uh, you know, uh, four people. So each of the person has their own bikes. So you literally oh, you can wow. go anywhere you want <laughs> using your bike or riding around. It's, it's also the good thing. But, uh, you know, it, it also comes with a very serious pollution in, in mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. Properly, you, you can tell, yeah, you can down. feel yeah. your breathing is affected. I, I, I could feel my breathing was affected when I was mm-hmm. in the city. It's, it's a shame, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, thinking of it, I feel like in London, it's still a huge city, right? And mm-hmm. obviously bikes are common more so than in the countryside, but still, I think it's still very common to have cars here. And yeah, I might be wrong, but I'm guessing it's kind of a status thing. Like people want to have their Teslas and their big cars. It's like, look how rich I am. Look how important I am in my <laughs> car. Um, yeah. and like, 
at least in England, like riding a motorbike is not seen as like high status. It's like, it's cool. Oh, it's a really cool thing to really? do, but it's not like rich people don't have motorbikes. I think that's like mm -hmm. the image yeah. here. I think yeah. it's a shame because I think in a big city, like having a car, I, I just think it doesn't make any sense. Like it's yeah. quicker to take the train, it's quicker to walk or take a yeah, bicycle, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, it makes yeah. sense. But yeah, it's yeah. very scary going in. And, and the, the big thing, <laughs> it, maybe yeah. it's not like a cultural thing, but just crossing the road is, is a, a oh, nightmare. Yes, that, <laughs> that's, that's, that will be your very first lesson if you want to survive in Vietnam. Mm -hmm you just literally can cross everywhere that you want. I, I don't want it in, in the highway or anything, but in the main <laughs> road on the street, like, uh, like you know, block to block or the corners in the city center, you literally can go, you literally can cross in the road everywhere you want. Mm -hmm. And it does require you, you know, really strong heart and really brave in order to doing that. Probably, uh, you know, lots of uh, the Westerners or the, like the, the people from different countries got uh, really surprised by that culture. It's a part of that. It's quite exciting. It's quite exhilarating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like you can, you can tell from the foreigners, mm -hmm. you can tell who has been there longer because like yes, by the end definitely. of the week, I was like crossing the road very confidently. The, wow. the, the motorbikes were going around. I felt, I felt very proud of myself. <laughs> and I met, oh, I met yes. one American oh. guy who it was like his second day there. Uh -huh. And he was so he scared. He was like, yeah. yeah, he was panicking, like, no, no, we can't cross. I was like, trust me, come on. And I, I felt so proud that I've kind of yes. I got that confidence, you know. Yeah, okay, you're like your half enemies right now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing I wanted to touch on, another thing mm -hmm. that I know about you is you perhaps learnt English or at least you enjoyed or enjoy watching Friends, the TV show, right? Yeah, I did. I also uh, so, love Friends, and I'm sure many listeners yeah. do as well. It's popular. Yeah. I don't know. Why do you think it is so popular for English learners? Why is it like the go-to mm -hmm. show for learning English? I, you know, I at the first moment I didn't think that as is something that I could entertain because, like, uh, when I search on the internet, a lot of people just uh, tell me like writing and and just telling us like, if you want to study English, you can watch Friends. That's how it came to me. I came to them by by studying purpose, not by entertaining at all. <laughs> but no, you know, the more the more I watch, the more I understand why they they wrote down the reason. Uh, they wrote down like you should learning English by doing that. And I think that when it comes to studying purpose, absolutely because of the, you know, the the context really really practical, really realistic to mm -hmm. us. Like uh, everything, like everybody has friends, everybody has, uh, you know, the life like that. You also have to work, you also have to love somebody and you also get into that kind of relationship. So I think that uh, the viewers also share the common things with the characters in the movie. So that's why we got so in love with them. And uh, also uh, because of the languages they, they're using. I have to say, really, really funny and really sarcastic sometimes, and really, and all of them got a very great sense of humor, and uh, it's it's kind of hard for the English learner to understand them at the first time. It's really hard for us because we we just cannot get the jokes. We just yeah, jokes uh, are hard in other languages. Yeah. yeah, the sound effect of laughing, like laughing sound effect. So 
I just, oh, ha, 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 ha. maybe I just laughed and, you know, <laughs> like the, the fake it till you make it. And I just fake understanding them way too. I can really understand them. And uh, yeah. yeah. And also like uh, they speak with, with a really fast pace as well. Really natural speed. And uh, definitely if, if we can, you know, mimic them, copying them, you know, the probably you, you can sound like them a little bit. Mm, yeah, for so, sure. It's lots of natural language. And that, that's a good point you brought up too, the laugh tracks, mm-hmm. call them laugh tracks, the mm-hmm. laughing. Some people hate it, but on one hand, it, it, does, it does tell you when there is a joke. And I suppose if, yeah. if you're learning English, maybe you didn't realize something's funny, but then yeah. because people are laughing, like, oh, there's a joke there, yes. you can go back okay. and try to find out yeah, why it was funny. Yeah. So that, yeah, that that's could, a good point. Yeah, I wonder if that's a good way to l- pick up on jokes in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, as you said, it's everyday situations. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. binge-worthy. Do you know what I mean by binge-worthy? Yeah, can you explain that? What, that's a new word for me today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, maybe for listeners too. Like to, to, to binge is like to watch or to do something, how can I say, like again and again and again, repeatedly. Uh-huh. So if you binge watch a show you might watch like 10 episodes in one day. Oh. And binge-worthy means it's... Worthy is kind of like able, like that ending, like bingeable, binge-worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't say like trustable, we say trustworthy, for example. Oh, yes. Um, so it's the kind of show that you can just watch all day and never get bored. Yes, it's really binge-worthy, definitely. you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I just, even I, I've, I've been watching it thousands of times and even I got, I just use them like a podcast for me. Mm-hmm. Like when, whenever I get shower or whenever I'm, I'm free, I, I do the dishes. I don't have to watch them. I just listen to them and you know, that's all I need. I yeah, don't have to watch sure. the TV series at all. I just, you know, listen to them. It's already really fun already. Yeah. Who is your favorite character on the show? Everyone has a favorite, uh, right? Uh huh. So mine is Chella Bing, absolutely. Uh. <laughs> the very funny man. Uh-huh. Okay. Chella. Okay. You're, you're the sarcastic. funny, sarcastic guy. Okay. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. I, I'm always split between Ross or Joey. I think I prefer Ross because uh-huh. he, he has like these funny situations, but it's always like embarrassing yes. and awkward. <laughs> like Maybe. he doesn't want it, but, but like, <laughs> I don't know why it always comes to him and he just take it up. Okay. And that makes us really laugh. Laughs a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think I can relate to him, the awkward, awkward guy here. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I haven't, I haven't really told, I haven't really prepared you for, but one thing that I, I like to do mm. on the podcast is I record a little bonus section. So I yes. have my main podcast here and some mm. listeners will know I also have a private podcast, which is only for members. Um, it has a much smaller yes. audience. So it's kind of a chance mm-hmm. for us to be more relaxed a little bit. And, okay you know, whatever right. like that, make any mistakes, unedited, if you like. Mm-hmm. And I thought for this section, I've got some questions about Friends, the TV show for you mm-hmm. that we can we can chat about. If you want to hear the rest of our conversation on this secret quiz and fun topic, then you can go to the private podcast and become a member at levelupenglish.school. But okay, let's get back to the main podcast now and finish up. So but mm-hmm. before we go, I wondered if there's any like cool Vietnamese phrases you would be happy to, to teach us. Oh, 
Uh, I have to say there are a lot, and I am learning that as well. Gen Z, the people who uh, you know were born in two thousand and above, like two thousand to two thousand twenty-two, they are Gen Z, mm-hmm. and they just you know generate new words day by day, <laughs> literally new words like about everything. So uh, I can teach you some like. Um, Okay, that's a word like a toan. Okay, toan. Toan. Okay, that, that means okay. Toan, like it means like uh, it's done, it's over. And uh, for example, you have been preparing a lot for the test, but you failed it. Uh huh. And your friend asks you, "How was the test? Did you do it well?" And you say, "Toan." Uh, you say that <laughs> like oh, it's. It's done. It's it's over, and I can't make it. It's failed. You can say. Oh, okay, so it's kind of like a disappointment expression. Yeah. Like, ah, yes. Can't be Duang. helped. I've done. It's done. Kind yeah. of that. Uh, like screwed up or something like that. Uh, ah. it's, 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 it can be used in any situations related to like you failed in something. So it's like Michael. Like you, how was your trip to Vietnam? Did you practice your Vietnamese? Ah, Duang. Yeah. Not, not good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> or like like um. When you you want to impress your like girlfriend family, and how was the the date or how was the the dinner? You say ah, bang. You say that. You know, literally, it's really, nice, nice. really. So it's kind yeah, of like slang. Formal. It's not like a formal word, right? Yeah, it's not a formal word. Yes. Okay, cool. That's a good. One. I like that. I, I'll try to remember that if I if I meet anyone. I don't know when it can be useful. Well, thank you for sharing. I wonder if anyone else is learning Vietnamese in the in the in the audience today. Yeah. yeah, I should say, judge my pronunciation, correct me, gammon. Yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. I say thank you. Gammon, thank you. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. I don't actually know Fletcher. if you have anything, but would you like to send listeners anywhere? Like, do you want to, you know, advertise your social media or anything like that? I think that if you, if you guys are interested in uh, studying uh, Vietnamese, through English, you can join my channel. It is studying with Sean, and uh, you can find me on uh, TikTok and as well as on uh, Instagram. I don't have a YouTube channel yet. To uh, mm. so studying yeah. with Sean. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you guys have any question related to learning Vietnamese, I I, I can help. Fantastic, nice. I will link yeah. that up in the show notes as well. But yeah, please everyone so follow much. Sean if you yeah. like what he said today. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me. It's been great to meet you and chat with you, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Guys, thank you so much for your kindness. You replied me, and you accepted my present in here. And uh, yeah, uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, it's it's absolutely a great way to to join your show and uh, know more people, know, know more about you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah, have a good day. Thanks, you too. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.